Warning, the following program is very silly. Welcome along, folks, to the Michael Muto Show here on Westmark 102 FM. I will bring you right through to 11 o'clock this morning. Hope you're all having a fantastic Tuesday morning. Hope you're a great Monday. Hope you're a great weekend. Hope you're a great week since I spoke to you last. Folks, top of the next hour, I'm going to be listening back to my interview from 2018 with the brilliant Vanessa Ifedira. So you've got that to look forward to top of the next hour. Do you want to realize today, folks? There are only four more shows to go. Four more shows until the 11th of July. And that will be my last episode. Seems weird to say it out loud now. You know, four more to go. Strange. I wonder what it's going to be like, right, the week after. That's what I'm thinking of. It's going to be so, so strange. To not be doing a show. I don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be very unusual. I don't know what it's going to be like. But you know what? I'm excited to find out. Anyway. Speaking of four more shows to go until the last episode. The last episode, folks. If you haven't seen it. The other day I posted up on mutoshow.wordpress.com do go there by the way to keep updates on what I'm up to but uh, mutoshow.wordpress.com I put up a poster for the last episode now the last episode is going to be as I say on the 11th of July and the guests are Casey Explosion Lisa Daly chairperson of Lyric Pride Parade and Tony and Martin from the Echo Chamber podcast so a jam packed show absolutely jam-packed cannot wait for you to hear them i've recorded all the interviews they are ready and waiting to be played it's gonna be very exciting altogether folks it's been a while since we spoke about a guinness world record well let's start that today because i have a new story here from guinness themselves and it is the story of zoe zoe is a dog who lives over there in louisiana in america and they have set a world record their world record is dog with the longest tongue now zoe set this record by having a tongue measuring in ass 12.7 centimeters 12.7 centimeters wow that is and there's pictures here on the guinness world records website and it is a long tongue wow i tell you though this actually breaks the world record which was last says it says here in the same article by bisbee and Bisbee, now they had a tongue of 9.49 centimeters. Not a small tongue by any stretch of the imagination, but 12.7 centimeters breaks that in just three months. Outstanding stuff. Uh, Zoe's owners say how she's, ever since she was a puppy, she always had her tongue sticking out or everything, you know, like most dogs, you know. But then eventually people kept saying, like, hey, that dog has a very long tongue. And they were like, yeah, I guess you're right. And they'd slobber over everything. As you'd imagine if you had a tongue that was 12.7 centimeters. You'd be like, you'd be drooling over everything. But, so there we go. A world record has been set by Zoe over there in Louisiana with a tongue. Measuring in ass. 
12.7 centimeters. Congratulations, Zoe, on your world record. Folks, it hasn't gone beyond my attention that true crime is a very popular genre. And so I thought I would get in on it too. That's right, I'm going to be attracting the true crime fan to the show for uh, you know, the last four episodes. But anyway, hey, they're going to be here anyway. And uh, yeah, true crime. We're going to talk about some true crime right now. So settle in for this. Right, here we go. Kentucky. And police are called to the Edmonton State Bank. They apprehend the suspect, put him in the backseat of the squad car, and drive him around for a bit. Then they find a large body of water and release the suspect nearby. Sorry, did I say the fact that it was a turtle? Yeah, because that's kind of big. That's important to the story. So, yeah. Uh, so, yes. Uh, police over there in Kentucky, they responded to a call out that a turtle was hanging out outside the car park. And, you know, they didn't know what to do with the turtle. They wanted the turtle to get hurt or anything. So, they called the police. And police picked him up, put him in the backseat of the squad car, drove him to a large body of water, and let him go. And there we go. Oh, you might think, well, Michael, I don't understand how that's a true crime. No crime was committed, you know, that... What was the crime? The crime? Loitering. There we go. That was from UPI, where uh, that news story was reported first. But there we go. It's a true crime, folks. It really happened, you know. There really was a turtle in, in the car park at that bank. So there we go. True crime. Happy true crime fans? Is that good? Is that what you want? There we go. A true, real thing that really happened. True crime. It counts i think anyway there we go welcome back folks this is the michael muto show here on western mc 102 fm folks right now i'm going to take a listen back to my interview with the absolutely brilliant vanessa ifadira from 2018 now vanessa has only gone on to do a ton of amazing amazing stuff and she was already doing a ton of amazing amazing stuff the unbelievably talented vanessa ifadira from 2018 um, but Vanessa is an amazing photographer. Um, I've been a fan of her stuff now for a little while. And I said I'll chance my arm and I'll ask her to be on the show. Because uh, she's very kind of... Um, you have your own unique kind of stuff. It's like... It's kind of like fashion photography. But there's kind of your own personality that kind of comes through as well in your pieces. Would you say? Well, I mean, I'm trying to do that. If, if that's what you think has happened, then happy days. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we should just say, Vanessa, you are from the north. I am indeed. That's where that nice accent comes from. Well, you, oh, you had a show a few weeks back as well, actually in Dublin, of your work. Yeah, yeah. That was uh, September 27th till the 30th. Um, and it was just in this really cool venue, A4 Sounds. They do a lot of like community stuff and like social stuff. Um, so we were doing the exhibition um, to try to raise money for the Dublin Rape Crisis Centre. So it was really, really good. And a lot more people came than I thought would. So that's always nice. It was. I was like. I actually read out about it on the uh, on the radio as well, just because I was like, "Well, it was a really good cause," and I was like, "I like Joey Robinson. I give a shout out to good causes like that." And it was good art and for a good cause. Well, so I think it was a good combination of what we should be doing on community radio. But um, when did you start doing photography? It was really about two years, probably this week. Mm. Um, I bought my first camera um, just shortly before my birthday two years ago. 
Mm. And I really, like, there was no real purpose for it. I think just a friend of mine took really awesome pictures. Mm. And he said that he would take me out and, and get me my first camera. So I just was, like, it would just be like if my friend had done their makeup nicely that day. Mm. Then they'd be like, here, will you come down and take my picture for Instagram? <laughs> That's sort of what started it. That's awesome. Because um, your stuff is really cool. You did one where it was, like, in an arcade or something and oh yeah yeah is right it was like something it was like um a scene out of a film or something it was so well kind of like the lighting on your stuff was really amazing and the composition's oh, amazing it's just i'm just i really love them a lot in all fairness they're really brilliant um <laughs> and you kind of i don't know you you get a sense of yourself as well through them i think uh, there's a lot of personality when it comes through them through them i think because a lot of like photography i think a lot of people i don't know maybe but it's like, oh, get the shot right, and it looks okay, and that's kind of done. That's the end of it. Whereas I think it takes a real photographer to get a kind of uh, personality coming through, and it's not just kind of stilted or something like that, like, you know? See, I, I, I always, like, I'm sitting here with, like, a big, like, chaser on my face, like, <laughs> oh, stop it, you! Um, but no, that was, um, that was a big thing, like, whenever I first started, because I had no background, like, I didn't study photography or anything like that. So what I would tend to do would be to look at what was really popular on Instagram. Like everyone was posing with the fairy lights or whatever. So I was like, okay, well, I'll try that. And I'll try this. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that was good to help me learn about how to do different kinds of things. But I wasn't really getting any satisfaction out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think like what I try to do now is whenever I'm doing a shoot, it won't just be, okay, well, I have to go and shoot by mm-hmm. this building because it's cool i will try yeah. to like like i'll style the outfits and all myself yeah. and i i use a lot of like music mm-hmm. um yeah like music will sort of i don't it's, it's kind of hard to explain like so do you ever be on the bus and you've got mm-hmm. your headphones in yep. and you like imagine that you're like you're in the in the music video or something yes. or it's like the montage yes. in this movie that you're doing the thing mm-hmm. that's kind of what i do <laughs> so if there's a song that i really like i'm like what kind of it's kind of blue, but then whenever like the beat drops here, that it, yeah. it shifts into purple. So maybe I want something that looks a bit like that. And what does that oh. look like as a texture? So then, what clothes are they? And and that's kind of how I how I get a lot of my inspiration that way. And I don't know if it always comes across, but that's what I'm trying to do. So, that's so cool. <laughs> I think just going back, I'm gonna go back to the music thing in a second because that's that sounds amazing. But uh, that sounds really interesting. I mean, but um, the the way that you kind of you took inspiration from what was popular at the time i think that's how a lot of people start any kind of art you're like drawing <laughs> filmmaking any kind of avenue you go down any kind of creativity you go down even like jumping on radio or anything it's all kind of the same and you kind of start off going okay what's popular start off with that it's the base kind of thing yeah. to work from and then you build up from that it's like joe if you go to school you're like going, okay well draw like this and now do whatever you want from there do you know yeah 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 exactly mm. I think as well, do you think it was kind of, you benefited a bit because you didn't get any kind of like proper training that you kind of learned yourself, do you know? I don't know, like, yes and no. Like, yes and that I was able to just dive straight in and just figure it out for myself okay. and try to develop my own style rather than being directed in it. But mm-hmm. then no, in terms of like, there's so much technical stuff that I really feel like I lack in because I haven't had that training and I'm just like, <laughs> so yeah i'm i'm a, I'm a student of youtube <laughs> there's a lot on there which is always good but like yeah uh, yeah 
That's really cool. But um, or the other thing I wanted to go back to was the music and seeing color through music. That's interesting because there's been a few. There's like this thing, all right, where um, was I think Adia Maria, the singer, she sees color, and there's some other one, someone else as well. That if I think, I mean, you kind of meant it in kind of like a scene thing, but they literally when they, <coughs> excuse me. We had a concert and the the lights would go down and they thought it was because they for everyone to see the colors that would appear in front of them, just as like uh, sounds yeah. equating to uh, colors. It's really kind of cool. Yeah, I think is that called like synesthesia or something That's like it. that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, it's not something like that that I mm-hmm. have now because it will only really happen with songs that. I don't know, like, there could even be songs that I really like, and mm-hmm. I just, I just don't connect that way. Yeah. And then there could be a song that's like kind of okay, or actually like sort of borderline annoys me. But I'm like, <laughs> okay, but I know what that looks like, <laughs> so I can use that. But yeah. there'll be songs that I absolutely love, and I just feel like I can't use them because I don't see anything. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it like it's it's a funny kind of thing. It's not quite. Uh, it's not quite that mm. where you know you see all of the yeah. uh, all of the colors and everything with uh, with any song or any sort that plays. Um. It's mm. more of like, what can I use as like a montage of the mm-hmm. movie in my head or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <that's laughs> and then try to make it come to life that way. That's interesting. I've never really heard of anyone kind of say like, oh, um, I see a colour, like not without the synesthesia thing or whatever it's called. I can't pronounce anything. But um, just <laughs> with seeing colours through sound, that's really kind of interesting actually. But do you, so do you, would you see a scene as well, like a whole scene through a thing as you say? And do you Sometimes, actually to, yeah, yeah. Like so, even if I can't see a scene, I'm like, I I, I know what the emotion is. Yeah. Or I know what the tone of voice mm-hmm. is. Um, even if it's, you know, without lyrics or in a language that I don't speak. I mm-hmm. listen to a lot of the that, that K-pop scenario. I was living mm-hmm. overseas for a good few years. So <laughs> that edged its way into my life. Yeah. So I don't know what people are saying in these languages, whether it's French or German or Korean or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But I feel like it sounds like this kind of conversation could be happening. Yeah, yeah. And this conversation is pink with a little bit of yellow. <laughs> yeah, And yeah. it's a rigid fabric and not a flowing fabric. So then I'll go and style everything that way. Mm. Um, wow. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I'm just, just, just doing whatever. <laughs> That's really cool. But um, so you get a tone as well, like the kind of the facial expression as well of the of your uh, subject as well? Yeah, that can be kind of the trickiest thing because you can plan the location and you can plan the outfit Mm -hmm. and all of that but you can't plan how the model will react and what their face and body can do um so i'll normally like i'll sketch out the poses and things and the shapes that i want to produce and then i'll show them to the model and then i kind of work with them to get those kinds of things out but often often people are really nervous as well because i i really like to work with people that aren't professional models Mm -hmm. Um, and they'll be like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that. And then like 99% of the time they end up doing it perfectly. <laughs> and they're always like just as surprised and delighted as I am. So that's always fun as well. Yeah. Would you ever play the song that inspired you during the shoes? Or is that just a bit too much? I do sometimes. Mm. Yeah. But I think that's mostly, mostly for my benefit, um, just to keep me in the zone yeah um but yeah no sometimes i'll send it to the model as well beforehand and i'm like yeah. hey this is the vibe and they're like okay <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, I was gonna ask it there. Um, but yeah, I definitely I think though when you're like you, a song comes on and it's got like a good kind of bass to it or or it's kind of an edge mm-hmm. or something like that, and you're like, yeah, and I'm a tough boy walking down the streets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I this film. <laughs> I'm Ryan Gosling and Drive right now. <laughs> don't ever <laughs> don't look at the fact I'm wearing a cardigan. <laughs> it's a jacket. Uh, we do- we did a great one. Um, we did a great one in my friend's back garden. She has this mm. gorgeous big garden with this huge big trampoline on. Mm. And I brought a guy over to be the model. And he's like this really striking young man. He's like tall and slim. He has a gorgeous face. Mm. And I'm like, okay, so like, I want you to bring like that really cool energy that you have. But you need to be bouncing on the trampoline. And he's mm. like... Are you trying to kill me? <laughs> it ended up working out so well. Like he awesome. did a great job, but I do have a lot of outtakes of him looking like he's gonna die. But he didn't die, so it's fine. <laughs> the other thing I wanted to ask you was, being as you'd see um, mood and everything in a photograph, and even from your own photography, I was wondering myself um, before I ever knew that bit. But um, have you ever thought about making films or anything, or even just? Um, <laughs> Uh, somebody did ask me about this before and I made a video that I have on my YouTube channel whenever my little sister came to visit me while I was Mm. overseas and just over the two weeks that she was there I just took all of this like b-roll footage and I I put it together and um, I really like it I guess for sentimental reasons but I think um, I don't know if I would I think I think again like what I like to do with this video is that I already had the song in my head that I wanted yeah. to use for this video. Mm-hmm. So when I was filming stuff I was filming it around the kind of motions of the music. Yeah. But I don't know if I would do as well, you know, filming I don't know like an ad for a supermarket or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, I, yeah. I think everything that I do I like to focus it around songs, music and colors. Yeah. Um so I don't know if there's if anyone out there is hiring for that, um, you can get in touch. Do you think if it was like a couple of years <laughs> ago? Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> but you think if it was a couple of years ago and the kind of economy was in the position where it was a couple of years ago, where like people were making independent films and stuff like that, do you think you would have ended up making a small film then? Would you be tempted? Pardon? Huh? I'm sorry, would you, do you think you'd been trying to make a short, a small film or something a couple of years ago if you would have been able to get the funding? Do you think you would have ended up doing that kind of a thing? Or would you have been like, no, I, just I don't even know. Um, see, I moved to Dublin to actually go to an acting school. So oh. I've done acting courses and things like that, and yeah. I, I really love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, think, I think that's kind of what I like about both, is that whenever you're acting, you get to be a part of a story but whenever I'm doing my photography I get to make the story um but I I I don't know if I if I would want to go down the whole film thing I think the other thing is like the photo shoot you plan you Mm -hmm. execute it and it's done and then you do the next one but Mm -hmm. films take a lot longer and I think I think my mind is too restless to (laughs) stick with one project for that long (laughs) you kind of get an entire scene in just a photograph one of your photographs anyway you're like, oh, yeah, oh, I kind of get the, the vibe of this whole situation, you know? So that, that's like, what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you any projects coming up in the future people might like to check out? Or any kind of websites or anything you've got going or social media? Oh, wait a minute, what am I saying? You ran, that was the other thing people might know you from, Vanessa, I oh. love that, near the end of the, uh, near the, end of the interview, I remember this, 
Um, Vanessa ran the Ireland account for a week and did a fantastic oh, yeah. job. Put a lot of videos. <laughs> and people went mad for it and loved it. <clears throat> yeah. A lot of a lot of very stupid videos on the Ireland account, that's right. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was, that, that, honestly, that was so much fun and it was great to be able to use that platform to talk about the exhibition and everything that I was trying to do and raising money for the Rape Crisis Centre. So yeah. that was that was actually fantastic yeah. and uh, I was really lucky to be able to get to do that. Awesome. And I met a lot of very interesting people as well, so that's always that's always the most fun. That account is really cool. I think that's a brilliant idea, just the to have a platform where it's like, okay, we're going to have, and it's going to represent literally everyone. There's no one gets yeah, that. Exactly. Like, oh, no, you are like, you're poor or something like that. You don't get to be part of this. It's only for the up and ups and it's only if you know the guy. And it's like, no, no, no. Literally, everyone gets to have a go, and if you're artistic or whatever your background is, and you get to tell your story, kind of thing like that. I think as well. Precisely. Can I get your? I think there's a. I think there's going to be some really interesting people taking it in the coming months or Mm. into 2019. So I'm Mm. really looking forward to seeing some of those guys and what they're going to do with it. Um, Do yeah. I think. Oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. No (laughs) one. So I'm just thinking um, like in terms of future projects for yeah. me I'm just like doing as many more shoots as I can um, but for future exhibitions I think I'm just going to take a little nap and revisit <laughs> that later on yeah <laughs> There we go. That was my interview with the unbelievably talented Vanessa Evadira from 2018. You have been listening to the Michael Miro show here on Western Mac 1 or 2 FM. That's what my lap for today, folks. Thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. Thank you as well to Jane Willow for the use of her song Rise Above It All. I'll be back again with you next week, but not for much longer than that. After that, then there are only a few more shows left until the last show on the 11th of July. Don't forget, if you missed any of today's show, it will be available as a podcast fairly soon. Just search for The Michael Muto Show on your favourite podcast app. This is Michael Muto, your radio pal.